Hello everybody and welcome back to the Jew and Jewish Music Podcast. How y'all doing? So far I've really been having a lot of fun making these and I really appreciate that you're coming along on uh, this journey with me. Thank you for all your feedback. Um, you can always send me an email at thejewandjewishmusic at gmail.com. This week, I had, uh, I had one of those old monster iPods, like 160 gigabyte ones uh, from the olden days. And uh, it was on shuffle because it's broken and it just restarts itself and it just shuffles songs. And uh, which is perfect for what I'm looking for because, you know, I'm trying to find that golden oldie. And this, 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 little, this, this, this little ditty just popped out. Um, it's not that old. I guess by now it's like 15 years old. Maydad Tassa. He was the golden voice. I narrated Israel. He, he was just like, I mean, he was a paladigous situation. This kid was able to sing like, like incredibly. And he was tiny. And uh, his first album, I don't remember who produced it. Was it Isha Lapidot? One of these Israeli chavra. Uh, and, and he put out this incredible album. So it was an amazing voice, an amazing album. It was somewhat pop, so you probably won't hear it around too much, but there was one song on that album that showed up on the shuffle. And it's just, it's, it really, it's, it strikes a chord. It's a slow song, and it begins with an adult singing. So Meditasa is the kid at the time. And um, the song is called Chaneini. We were asking Hashem for Chain, uh, which is hard to translate into English. It's like favor. It comes from the Lashon of Chinam for free. We we're asking Hashem just like us, but just because, for no reason. Not because we earned it, not because we deserve it. Just for Chinam, Chaneini. Kinev Halu. We're just confused. We don't know where we're going. You see a guy hitchhiking on the side of the road and he's wet and cold and lost and hungry. It's like, you don't know, you don't own anything, owe anything to this guy. The only reason why you want to help him out is because he's just, he's just lost. And just, just ahead of pure chain, we ask Hashem, just help us find our way back. Um, with that introduction, enjoy Meida Tassa's Chaneni. Oh, 
on this guy it was presented so well I mean the song itself is gorgeous but the way they introduce the the vocal arrangements that it starts off with an adult singing and you have all the meaning of experience behind that expression but then when you go into the high part you have like that the sweetness the innocence of a child singing it And you realize that no matter what stage you are, no matter where you're holding, no matter who you are, no matter what life you were given, we all need Hashem's King. 
and we're all absolutely helpless. And uh, that, that really, really makes an impact on I me. Mean, I enjoyed it. I hope you enjoyed it too. Uh, shoot me, send me all your ideas. What song strikes a chord with you? This one just came out of nowhere. It was awesome. But uh, now let's move on from our uncovered treasure and we move on to our musical Tyra. The Sefer Chassidim says something remarkable about music and it ties into Shabbos because like we mentioned last week on our last episode there is an extra element of Shira of song when it comes to Shabbos. Sefer Chassidim tells us he learns from Eiv. Eiv who is the quintessential personification of Yisurim of inflictions of having it tough he learns from Eiv to light candles for Shabbos what's the connection he says we see from Eiv that candles light is the counterforce the counterbalance the defense against clawless against curses and we say in Vayichulu, Vayivorach, Elokim Hashem Ashvi. Hashem gave a bracha to Shabbos. So we do our part in making sure that there is no klalas here on Shabbos. We light candles. Where do we see that candles deflect curses? I guess it's the idea that there's light versus darkness. But he takes it a step further. He says we light candles to get rid of the curses, but also we sing to fight off any curses, any callists that may be infringing on the bracha of Shabbos. You see, Eiv said that his home, his house was lacking song. Eiv lived in a songless house. We sing because Eiv said that his house did not have that song. We sing to be Mekayim the bracha that Hashem gave to Shabbos, that Hashem gave to us. Shira fights Clawless. Singing, song, filling your home with music. With Shira, Zimra, Sishpachis. Hoida, Tashem. Eliminates Clawless. However, I don't know what this means in like a practical level. But you know, if things are going tough and you pull out a song, especially if you're not feeling like singing, it, it, it does dispel. Even just psychologically, it gets rid of those dark feelings, that depression. It's a Breslover, it's an Abin Nachman who, who designed an entire program against depression. You sing, you sing, you sing, you dance. Don't go a day without singing. Don't go a day without dancing. And you push yourself to go into that state. As she relays, we said that you get, on, you get onto a song, it's like getting on a train and it's going to drop you off somewhere else if you don't like where you are. You, you, this, this cloud of despondence just made our way and it, it made it into our day so you get rid of it when you go away you hop on a train you hop on a song pull out any song that, that you connect with that takes you somewhere good and it gets rid of all of the clawless not only does it take you somewhere else it actually gets rid of any clawless isn't that a fascinating thing? Uh, of course we have to make sure that it's the right song the Shagas Arya says that the letters after the letters Zemer, so if Zion Mem Resh, after Zion is a Ches, after a Mem is a Nun, after a Resh is a Shin. Right after Zemer, 
the Shagasari tells us is the word Nochash. If someone is a little off with his music, with his composition, with his choice of genre, with his choice of composers, if you're listening to the wrong song, therein lies the Nochash, the Yitzhahara, the root of all evil. You have to be very, very careful. Zemmer is the most, most important, most powerful tool that we, that we may have. Make sure that you're holding it right. The Shagasari tells us you slip over one letter and you're mamish in the, the lowest, the scariest place in the world. I want to share with you the explanation of a song that does not have words. Right? It's easy. I mean, you know, you take a pasuk, open up the perushim, and you get, uh, you know, what do the words mean? What, what, what did David Amalek have in mind when he wrote it? And you could have a thousand different perushim, shivim panam latera. But when it comes to a niggin, Habi Reinberg always says that a song is supposed to be a parish on the words. So what happens when you have a niggin that doesn't have words? So it's just a parish. So what's being mafarish? Well, shira is song, music, singing, is the expression of the soul. You say words, you talk, that's an expression of your mind. When you're singing, you're expressing your soul. So the parish of a niggin, it's explaining the neshama. So let me share with you one niggin and the parish of the niggin. The niggin itself. This is a uh, Shlomo Kabach wrote a song called the Krakow Niggin. I believe, I believe he wrote it in Krakow. It's a two-part song, and you probably recognize both of them. It's a famous song. The low part is slow, and he describes his kavana. He says, "We're going to be walking through the streets of Krakow. It used to be like a, a borough park, a Williamsburg, a Flatbush, a Lakewood. This place was bustling with Jews, and it's not that there was a massacre." where thousands of Jews died. It was a holocaust. Where millions, six, seven, eight million Jews, an unimaginable number, just disappeared. Went up in smoke. And it's a sad niggin. And if, if, in every, every note in that song, you can sing it six million times. It gets deeper and deeper. And you realize what was here and what is no longer. But after singing it again and again, you pause and you realize that the time will come in the not so far future in just a couple of days every single one of those Yidin is going to come back with a smile on their, on their face from the Ziva Shechina that they are basking in and together you and I are going to walk with these millions and millions of Jews we are going to block off highways we are going to storm airports and flight by flight, train by train, step by step. We're going to walk together with millions, millions of our bubbies, our zidis, our great uncles and aunts, our not so distant cousins, together, following Mashiach ben David, Mashiach, up to the Harabayas, to the base Hamikdash, dancing with Hashira Chadasha. However, you listen to the high part of the song. You listen, you listen, you listen to the to the dancing chaylik of this song. It's such a contrast, but it's the same song. It's the song of Golas and the song of Gula. It's just part A and part B. And yes, we're living in Golas, but we're also living in Ikvis of the Mashiach. We're just living in the precursor of Gula of Mashiach, of utopian existence, of full understanding, of clarity, of Kirvas Kim. Pure joy, pure joy. That's the crack on nigga. 
As always, shoot me an email with all your thoughts, comments, questions, ideas. I'm sure someone out there knows some more about this song. If you know something about a song that you, you feel that people should know about a song, if, if you know what a song means and you're singing it with people who maybe don't understand what you know about the song and they can gain from it, share it with me. We'll share it with the world. Thank you for listening as always. Hatzlacha Rabo Meruba. Cult of everybody. Bye-bye.